All right, guys, tonight we're going to talk about a more advanced uh, subject called the narrative. This concept, a lot of people will never grasp it, this throughout their entire life. And so I want you to know it now, starting out or wherever you're at in your business. Uh, but essentially, uh, businesses are built on narratives. Um, everything is built on a narrative. Countries are built on narratives. Religions and uh, cultures are built on narratives. Um, companies are built on narratives in such a way that... Have you ever seen a product that was pretty trash? You know, not very great, but the narrative was well done. And so it sold millions or even billions uh, because the narrative was compelling and, you know hit all the right emotional triggers and stuff like that. This world is built on psychology because psychology, you know, the psychology of people uh, runs what they do, you know? And so if you can understand people, one of the biggest skills you can learn in business is understanding people and what they're going to do and what they normally do in certain situations. And when you can understand that, you can craft a narrative um, when you determine who you want your dream customer to be, you craft the narrative that fits those people that is compelling to the, the people that you are targeting for your products and services. Uh, when you have a mismatch in narratives, you get very frustration, very frustrated. And there's frustration on both sides because you're frustrated that you're not getting the customers or the quality of customers that you want. And you can define quality any way you want, whether it's people that usually uh, businesses will define quality based on customers that can't afford their services. And they consider people that can afford their services high quality customers um, or prospects, whereas people that, you know, they call them tire kickers, which I don't think it's a very endearing term. But I understand why a lot of business owners use the term tire kickers and looky lose where they're spending all these advertising dollars and they're just getting, they're just attracting a whole bunch of people that can't, couldn't even begin to afford your product and services. So you get frustrated because you, you figure, well, I guess I'm going to have to lower my price and not charge what I feel like it's worth. And then that, that frustrates you right there. And then when you go to serve that customer, you're going to resent that customer the entire time and you're not going to do a great job and you're not going to enjoy your, your business, okay, which is the job that you've created for yourself. Understand any business you create is a job that you've created for yourself. So you better love it. If you create your own job for yourself, if you don't love it, what are you doing? You know, hey, I created my own job that I hate for myself, okay? It is so stupid, but so many people do it, and it's not really your fault in a way, okay? It's, it's your fault, but it's not, because, you know, there's not really a lot of good, you know, uh, training in school, in normal school, about <laughs> any of this stuff at all. You know, and so people grow up with these narratives like, oh, I got to make a business and make money, you know. And, or they listen to 50-year-old advice like get a good job, go to school and get a good job. You know, it's not really good advice to start your life with $200,000 in debt 
and spend the rest of your life slaving away at a job you hate to pay for it. Um, it's much better to change the narratives that you follow in your own life and in your own mind first, and that will help you to then uh, have more clarity so that you can change the narratives in your marketing. Because if you're truly happy by following the, the narratives that will improve your life, then you will, you know, you'll start to attract people. Once you make narratives that truly attract the people that you really want to work with, uh, you're going to be a much happier business owner um, because you're working with people that you truly um, enjoy working with. They're more than happy to pay your fee and they can afford to pay it three times over, 10 times over, a hundred times over if they wanted to. And, um, I will tell you from experience those customers are the best customers. They, you know, the more someone invests in something, the more seriously they're going to take it, the more, um, success they're usually going to have with it because they take it seriously. If you invest a hundred in something, I can't tell you how many people they buy a course and they don't even look at it. Because they feel a sense of accomplishment by just buying the course itself. And so I would even call these people tire kickers and looky-loos. Even if they're a customer of yours and they spend $100 with you and don't use your course, that's not good. Okay? Um, because you're not really providing value. And you have to keep this in mind. Take this as your responsibility, not just to sell a course to someone but to make sure that they go through it. And so you need to craft your courses and trainings in such a way, if you're doing information marketing as an example, where people will actually go through it. You know, you could make merit badges and graduation, you know, incentives and stuff like that, where people go through modules and then they're tested at the end of each module. And as they go through and they finish and they're tested um, at the end and they pass the test, you could send them a box of all kinds of cool stuff, you know, and say, if you pass this test, you're, we're going to send you a huge box of all these bonuses and stuff like that, or just a reward, a, a, a plaque that you could put on your wall saying, hey, you know, I achieved this thing, you know, um, or a, a letter of endorsement, you know, or a certificate saying you are certified in XYZ. You've seen companies like Digital Marketer, who's led by Ryan Dice, do this, where they will, you know, certify you, quote unquote. You know, there's no real power to certify you there. They just certify you and subconsciously psychologically you're like oh so the narrative they're creating it they're kind of making it more like you're viewing their training as like actual uh like school almost in a way and when you pass their course you get a little diploma if you will you know they're not calling it that but little certifications you know so get certified in this or get certified in that and so i think by creating that, and not think I know, by creating narratives uh, like that um, will go a long way in getting customers to not only, um, part of the sale is getting a customer to purchase your product, and, and you certainly want to sell a high-ticket product. Um, I really wouldn't waste a lot of time sell, trying to sell 
um, a million $1 products, you know, it's, it's much easier to sell one person at a million dollars than to sell a million people at $1. Um, you know, it's just a much bigger headache to try to sell like a massive amount of things, especially if you're doing information marketing or whatever. Uh, it's very important to just give, it's much better because you can serve your clients such a way if you have high ticket clients, okay, and you'll see this in my um, work and stuff like that, like I've always sold high ticket stuff, um, you know, you might have a lead in course um, to build trust with someone, so how I typically did it were, you know, I helped people in a certain market, I won't name it here, but um, I would sell, I'd sell like a ebook for 97 bucks. And then when they went to download it, there was 20 ebooks in there, you know, covering very, you know, in depth, uh, every aspect that I could think of on that topic. And so I over delivered to such a degree that my refund requests were next to none. Okay. And so you know, the quality was just there, you know, and then right from that $97 sale or 37, whatever I priced it at, I would go right to a $2,000 minimum, you know, high end ticket sale or whatever it is, you know, you know, and for this particular product up to five to 12 or more, depending on the, uh, the product or service. But essentially, you know, we're talking about five, you know, two to five thousand uh, dollars for this particular um, niche and training at that time. Um, and it could have been sold for a bunch more, but that was my paradigm at the time, my narrative I was following. But the narrative that you craft for your prospects and customers and understanding that people buy narratives, they don't you know, they don't, it doesn't matter how good your course is. If your narrative is not crafted well, you're not going to sell it where someone can have a really crappy product, but their narrative is, is well crafted and they're going to sell a ton of it. And you're going to be like, why, how? So while it's important to focus on the quality of your product, um, you need to equally focus your product, your, your um once you have your product and make it the best make it the best you could possibly make it and always uh, improve it but here's the thing the only way you can truly really improve your product is to make sales so that you can get feedback from your customers and be in touch with your customers in the beginning when you're building your business you want to be doing customer service in the beginning, humble yourself and do a lot of, you know, take customer service calls, find out what the complaints are, find out trends and find out like, okay, a whole bunch of people are having a problem with this. How do I fix that? And this will help you to truly understand what your customer wants. And that will help you to craft your narrative and make it better. So you got to start your business with your best narrative based off of research, but the best narratives are built over time and crafted over time and tweaked over time by actually dealing with paying customers who have certain issues, and that will help you to fix and craft your narrative. 
and your narrative is mastered. Um, and you'll keep mastering your narrative throughout the entire life, lifetime of your business. Okay. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, keep that in mind that the narrative drives everything. It drives whether your customer will buy your product or your prospect will buy and become a customer. It will determine whether they actually use your product. That is so huge. And a lot of businesses ignore that completely. They think every, once the sale is made, they're done. No. That's when your work just starts. Because if you understand the sale does not end after someone buys the product or service from you, but that it, that's where it begins. That's where the sale really begins. Them buying something, that's the starting point. Then from there, you deliver on that product and you make sure that they use that course or training or whatever it is and put mechanisms in place, be in touch with the customer and ask them if they're not using it, use tracking software to figure out you know, if they're using it or not, you know, ask people questions about it, send out surveys, all this other stuff, hold, open, hold webinars for free and just get customers on the phone and say, what issues are you having with the product? Have you used it? Why, if, if, if not, why not? How, you know, how would you like it to be delivered? What would help you, you know, what are you getting stuck on? What are your sticking points? All this other stuff. What are you having problems with? What parts do you like in the course? You know, and find and write down this, this information is so vital because it'll help you craft your narrative. Um, and, and you'll get to get, you'll really get to know your dream customer better and better as you do this. And your marketing will improve because your narrative will improve. Okay. And as you go, you know, after a couple of years, you, you really won't have to really even try to sell your product. It will literally like you will, if you're doing coaching or whatever else, people that master their narrative and they really listen to their customers and they master their product uh, by mastering their narrative, it's going to sell itself like hotcakes. And, you know, you're going to have a problem called scaling. It's a scaling problem of I'm getting too many customers. What do I do? How do I handle this volume of customers? Well, number number one, the thing you do immediately is increase your price. That's the first thing you do. Okay? I would recommend that for anybody that faces the scaling problem, increase your price, double your price. You know? Um, and a lot of people are scared to do things like that. Well, you know, we're used to selling it this way. Well, there's no one telling you you can't. If you have a scaling problem, which means, oh, we're, we have hard times serving all these customers, double your price. Test that out. Now, if for some reason you don't want to do that, then put a system in place, as much automation as you can. There's plenty of software, hire a developer to make software to help you to scale your training so that you can do a one-to-many model. That's the best and only way, in my opinion, to craft a business where you have a one-to-many model if you're doing training or if you're doing a SaaS company where you can serve as many people as can sign up. Essentially, you want to essentially in such a way you want to make your business so it can scale up to as many people as there are on the planet. You know, there's people like Sam Ovens that they have completely automated video courses um, that everybody on earth could sign up for and he could handle it because it's all automated video training and doesn't have to get on the phone with any, with, with the, with the, uh, with the customer. 
Um, you know, and so now I'm not saying that his product could scale to billions of people, but I will tell you that I've seen a lot of courses and trainings, and um, his is pretty dang close to being able to to do that, which is excellent. Um, you know, and just I think eliminating that portion of having to talk to someone on the phone. I understand the psychology behind people you know, trust, you know, talking on the phone. But um, when they're spending thousands of dollars with you, but at the end of the day, there's ways to automate it and there's ways to build no like and trust where you don't have to do that, okay? Um, if Bill Gates was selling something through a video and it was a million dollars, you know, you it, it's it's bill gates you, you'll you'll you know it's, if it's something that you could use or whatever it is and you can afford it you know if that's well within your budget you'd probably buy it you know people buy cars and stuff like that that are tens of thousands of dollars online all the time because of the perceived value where you know you have to keep this in mind the narrative okay so if your narrative is correct price is not really the issue the issue is the narrative Okay. And so if people, I can't afford it. Well, you got to fix your narrative to match the customer you want and then master that narrative by getting to know your customer. Okay. So that's kind of like a a cycle there that you want to learn is, you know, how do I craft a narrative that will attract the customer that's my dream customer? And then once you get those customers, get to know them like the back of your hand get to know them more than they know themselves and then turn around and fix your narrative and craft and, and, and tweak it and perfect it even more, which will even attract even more people just like that into your uh, cycle. And then you rinse and repeat and do that over and over again. And it will not only improve your product, but improve the quality of your customer. Okay. So the narrative is the most important aspect of any business. All right. So we will talk soon and God bless.